Hey, it's Shastin, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to our audio study guide podcast. For more information and access to our PDF version, please visit crosswalkvillage.com slash series guide. This is a week where we have taken a look at what happens when we hold bias against one another and what God thinks about it. There are some tough words in these passages, and perhaps there should be. The illustration of the rich man versus the poor is salient at this point and can be expanded to deal with the issues we have of bias in our present reality. As this guide is being written, it has been a hard week in the U.S. for our black communities, and it is a hard week for those of us who want to advocate and empathize with the plight of our brothers and sisters. Bias runs deep. Some of us have it and can't even really pinpoint where it came from. Family systems, social groups, and even language embed our worldview into our hearts and from there our mouths speak and sometimes our fists clench and tragically, this week, a knee bent to extinguish the life of another human being. As Christians, I think it is paramount that we address these social ills as well as addressing the bias we carry in our own hearts. We all have it, but what we do with it is what makes the difference. When we come to the seat of grace and when we realize that the gift that has been given to us is not exclusively for me and those that look like me, it should galvanize us to become advocates, protectors, and tablemates of everyone that God has made in His image. We cannot back down from love. We should be intentional in our words, direct with our actions, and deeply gracious in our conversations. But deep love requires risk, advocacy requires risk, and standing in front of those being oppressed will require risk. I don't doubt that the majority of people have great intentions and can't imagine doing something that would hurt another person or group. However, sometimes our small inconsiderations, things that we have simply not experienced from another point of view, add to the perceived or actual bias. This is why a church should have people from all over, from different worldviews and from different ethnicities and cultures in order to create a much deeper understanding of who we are, how we act, and how it is perceived. The beauty of the Christian life is that it is a life of learning. We grow, we adapt, we learn more about God and ourselves, and that helps make the world a better place for everyone. Here are some questions to go along with this week's sermon. What can you do today to alleviate any bias you have in your heart? How many times have you been the object of bias? How did that experience make you feel? How can you teach others who might not have that same experience how it felt and how to stay away from it? What do you think God feels about racism? What can you do in your community to make sure bias is being addressed? What does a world without bias look like? What does a church without bias look like? How does addressing bias in your heart lead to greater spiritual maturity? 